Hello and welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. I hope you're well. Thank you for hitting on the button. Appreciate you being here. I'm personally just coming to the end of a two-week staycation in Cheltenham. So um, looking forward, feeling a little bit sad about um, the holiday coming to an end, but looking forward to getting back to work at Sky Sports. Anyway, thank you for hitting on that button. Thank you to the sponsors as ever, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham website, best place to go to get in touch with Jason Briggs and his team or B&O underscore Cheltenham on social media. Man's the uh, Instagram account with uh, particular enthusiasm and diligence does uh, Jason. So I'm sure he'll reply to you if you DM on there. And remember C- Serena AV, Serena, Serena AV, that sister company for Bangalore and Cheltenham. They're housed in the courtyard in Montpellier, but through Serena AV, it's not just Bangalore and fine equipment. They can basically source you whatever suits your vision, your budget, big screen, home entertainment systems, whatever you're after. So worth touching base with Jason. Thank you to Cytoplan as well for their continued association with the podcast, continued association with the Draper family, I suppose, uh, kind of in a broader context. My old man, Dr. Mark Draper, he's a general practitioner in the UK, in the Cotswolds specifically or generally uh, to narrow it down. He's also a nutrition lecturer, particularly micronutrition, has run courses in that, fascinated by trace elements, selenium and zinc, his particular area of interest and how those minerals, trace elements relatively deplete now in UK soil, at least due to the agricultural industrial farming that goes on uh, in lots of the Western world now, to be fair, but I think the soil's more replete with a lot of trace elements, certainly in parts of the States, I know, because he's been out to the United States. So it's interesting um, debate nonetheless, but he's a big advocate of supplementation just to bridge the gap, or even on top of a, a good diet, a whole food diet, a nutritious diet to um, complete what we need in terms of trace elements. We take Immune Complete from Cytoplan, food-based supplement company, not just up the road from here. And if you would like a discount, go to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk in association with the podcast. The discount is Draper10R, my last name, Draper, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numerals one, zero, and the capital letter Ah, well, thank you for listening to the podcast. Just a quick shout out before we get into this with Anthony Asprey um, about Attic Box Audio, which you can check out at drapermedia.co.uk. This is a new venture my wife and I, uh, sparked by lockdown, actually, and just having a bit more time to think and reminisce. And we're talking about how it would have been, particularly at that surreal time, fantastic to hear from loved ones who we've lost in the past. Uh, For my wife, it was her grandmother. For me, it was my granddad, Ron. Um, bomb bomb we called him and actually um, when I think of that it was hearing his voice was the, the powerful thing for me so we're kind of started this enterprise attic box audio which you can book a session with myself with a family member typically the idea being someone who's maybe a little bit senior to look back on their life story to for you and maybe children that you have for their grandchildren whatever it may be so it's a conversation relaxed conversation loosely from childhood up to the present day kind of spanning their memories but it's their memories it's not a factual account not a sort of test in any way of, of what they do and don't remember it's just the the people in their life the events that they remember that stick with them and their sort of reflections on life and any tips that could be passed down it's an interesting place i always t- try and end those conversations on so something we've started doing 
through at through drapermedia.co.uk if you'd like to go there's a bit of information about attic box audio conversations with loved ones for posterity really for generations to come is the idea so that people can listen in their car listen when they're cooking to a loved one that's gone or maybe before they've gone as well you learn things i've i've done some pilots with family members and my wife's family and we've learned things that we never knew about their childhood so it's a good thing while they're still here as well to have then a conversational point to talk about in, in everyday life with them because you don't often get that time to sit down with a loved one and really kind of not grill them but just probe and ask questions about their childhood in particular i think is fascinating particularly those people who are say 60s 70s now who grew up before the internet you know cars were quite new certainly in parts of the uk very different world um, very simple world in lots of ways. So it's interesting to get those thoughts. But if you'd like to know more about Attic Box Audio, possibly booking a conversation with myself, usually in the west of England, we do them in person in people's homes, or you can come to us, or we can uh, do it on Zoom if you're further afield, potentially. But anyway, go to uh, drapermedia.co.uk and check out Attic Box Audio. Now on to the podcast with Anthony Asprey, now uh, a kind of mate, I suppose, over the last couple of years, a friend. Um, you probably say that if uh, different parts of the world. But it's someone who has been a fascinating character, hosted a talk with Anthony at the Hay Barn at Dalesford Organic Farm in the Cotswolds about 18 months ago now. Met him through James Golden, who is a fitness professional, been on the podcast a number of times. And Anthony's story is that he left the city basically to pursue a more fulfilling life. He's worked as a coach. He's fitness coach qualified as well, I believe, but also just life plotting, career plotting, that kind of stuff. And he's condense that into a sort of idea to help a lot of people at once with the whole man academy specifically men i think women do sometimes go to the seminars just to maybe understand men a little bit more but it's an interesting thing in the, the changing shape of the modern world what are our roles what are we expected particularly fathers we talk about that as dads you know is it changing are we expect to do more childcare. do we still see our friends do we still exercise what do we do are we still expected to be the prime earner do we have do we have that responsibility a lot of us do but we have the other duality and multiplicity to it as well so it's a blueprint that perhaps our fathers and grandfathers can't always help us with but anyway here it is uh, the podcast with the wonderful anthony asprey from the whole man academy and here we are anthony asprey welcome back to the podcast i think this is probably your first pure solo appearance because last time you were interviewing me for your whole man academy podcast and before that it was yep. with james golden up at Dalesford Organic 18 months ago, which seems it seems a lifetime ago, pre pre pandemic. But how are you doing? You're well. You've you've whipped out your whole man academy backdrop as well. So I think this is going out on on your yeah. YouTube channel. So I, yeah, I like the right scruff bag. I've got my shirts and suits behind. Yeah. It's, uh, well, this is real life. I'm actually in my in my bedroom. So if I took the fake yeah. background away, it'd just be a white wall. But it, it's funny actually. Just as we were talking about that, the e letter that I wrote for the whole man academy, which I'm sure we'll go into yesterday was all about the progress of three years of the whole man academy and at the start of it we had nothing at all and mm. it makes me laugh now where people go oh i really like your branding or your 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 background or you're this and you're that and you're like it's a good reminder to us all that you know sometimes these things take take a long long time and my, my point in the e-letter was uh you know you sometimes you only need to know the first step or the next step if that makes sense mm. because if you as a as a broadcaster you know you can never plan your whole path in life because you don't know who you're going to meet what you're going to do you know what yeah. opportunities you're going to get um so even having a, the uh, the backdrop is a good example of uh it's little bits of progress that we made you know week after week relentless kind of taking action and making progress basically 
Yeah, that's a difference sometimes when you study sport or you've come from a sport background is when got you set goals, particularly in the gym about weightlifting or whatever it might be or running, they're sort of tangible and you can incrementally plan that way. And we're sort of we're drawn to goals in life. But I think there's there are a lot of variables, aren't there? Because you can't say I'm going to do this by this destination because you yeah. might you may rely on gatekeepers selecting you for something. There may be a myriad of things. There might be a pandemic. So that's an, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it, so you sort of have flexible goals. Is that how you approach it? Yeah, I think it's, um, I remember about, well, let's say five years ago, I started on my personal development journey. Mm. Um, one of the great things they made us do then was write down, um, I was out in Miami at one of the Tony Robbins kind of conferences oh, for cool. kind of seven, eight days or whatever it was. And, and I went through the whole process of, I went to um, uh, one of the events in London, uh, which was Unleash the Power Within, mm. um, and did it a whole weekend there with 10,000 people at the Excel Centre. And that was mind blowing. And then there's always a next step, which usually costs more money. And I dropped another five grand on a couple of um, weeks away. So I went to Tenerife, yeah. stayed at the Ritz there, and we did life and wealth mastery. And then I went in the December off to the US to Miami to, to spend, uh, I think, seven or eight days in Miami at, the, at it there. Um, was this training? Kind of, was this training? Uh, it, was, it was personal development conference. Yeah. Um, and I would say, yes, it's training as well as having your own mind explored. You know, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go with life? How, how are you going to reach fulfillment? <laughs> uh, you know, how is it to be happy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it covers a lot of different subjects. But, you know, for me, it was it was life changing. Um, and funny enough, you know, it costs a lot of money. I reckon if you added those together with flights and hotels, it's probably about 15 grand I spent. But wow. I remember when I came back from. Miami I went to a, a, a Nebworth house which you remember is where Robbie Williams did his gig to a hundred thousand people an oasis wasn't it part uh, of yes yeah 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 and it's a fantastic place and I went on a, a deep dive of a week of personal development there as mm. well um this was a few years later but one of the guys there said to me oh how much did it cost you for all that stuff and I said oh you know ballpark 15 grand <laughs> and he's like what did you get for that and I said and I said two two little boys and he said, really? Well, what do you mean? And I said, well, I wasn't sure about my relationship with my partner at the time because it's a big commitment to stay together for the rest of your life. I said, mm. and they had one day where they spend the whole day talking about relationships that you either have got that are going well or maybe you're not sure about or partners you want to find and how you show up as a person. And that helps me to come home and realise that the relationship I was in was the right one. And then we ended up having little uh, little um tykes who you know are now currently running around downstairs but yeah when the guy was like all right so it costs you 15 grand but you got some you know you got some yeah. children it's funny because people are very receptive to coaches in in sport and fitness and sometimes the, the concept of a life coach has sort of become stigmatized in a way like the snake oil salesman or whatever but actually mm. it's funny you mentioned tony robbins because my dad actually listened to the cassette tapes of tony robbins in the think the late 80s and then you yeah. sort of come back to him and I started watching bits on YouTube and I've listened I've never gone to one of the events actually I, I do know people a friend of mine Tony Wrighton who, who has a podcast called Zestology was a big advocate of, of Tony Robbins and um but it's when you listen to him actually you realize oh no there's definitely um a merit in this because there's a wisdom and there's a kind of and like he says you know you may as well learn from people who have, who have plotted that route and effectively he's like a kind of conduit for successful people to other people isn't it and not just financially successful he kind of combines that spiritual with the yeah. sort of material of the western world and, and sort of gives you practical tips for, for material success but also just feeling better like you say and, and feeling happier it, it, he sort of is a shining example of the, of the sort of virtue of of seeking a coach or being a coach isn't it I suppose? Mm. 
And also, you know, you touched on something there. Um, his big thing is about success without fulfillment is failure. Mm. Because he knows, and certainly I know plenty of people who on paper, you would say they, you know, they've got, they tick the boxes of the, they've got the money or they own a company or they have got this, 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 and this. And actually, if you peel back the layers, they're not actually happy. Yeah. Because they haven't got enough money or maybe they're scared of losing the money they have got, or, you know, they, they're actually um, not very fit and healthy. They might have loads of money, <laughs> but they're not very fit and healthy or someone that's got certain things that we value and they actually don't feel that they're, I know they're, they're they're enough of a man by not you know, having the other things in life. So uh, mm. yeah, I've always remembered that success without fulfillment is failure because on the outside it can be looking great, but actually you know fulfillment is the holy grail. I think that no matter where you are in life. Yeah, and we all, and also we know on the other side of it that you need that kind of material thing, especially when you have a family that you to provide. So there is that yeah. that tension because it'd be great to sit in a field like Buddha and, and just meditate. Yeah. But I mean, you probably could make quite a lot of money out of that now in a way because people will come yeah. and watch you and you could charge ticket prices. But it's yeah. um, not a bad it, idea. Yeah, <laughs> but it is that is that duality, I suppose that 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 tension that we that we feel sometimes, isn't it? And yeah. um, it's it, yeah, that balance between having goals and, and accepting life as it comes is, is a delicate one as well, isn't it? So with the whole yeah. man academy and what Tony Robbins says actually is, is telling. I remember this thing he always says that I've heard repeated is people overestimate what they can achieve in a year, but underestimate what they can achieve in ten years. And that takes sort of determined focus, doesn't it? I suppose is is the key. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's one thing to say. We look back on with the whole man academy and. You know, the reason I, it was started was because, A, we know there's a mental health crisis and men in, in, I mean, across the world, but let's focus mm. on the UK here. Um, but also the big thing was about, you name me, personal development platforms in the UK for men. There, there basically really aren't any. Whereas in mm. the US, you have got all these different, let's call them gurus, who you yeah. could go to and they're running these big events. And what you noticed in the UK was you had guys from America coming over here and that was our options. Um, mm. So... We knew there was a, a market for it. And, um, you know, when we first started, we, I would say we didn't have a clue what we were doing. It was like, let's just get guys together to talk. So, you know, we, we invited a load of friends and sent some tickets out to people back in, wow, 2018, <laughs> September 2018. And we hired Soho House in, uh, in London, um, in Soho, uh, which might sound confusing to people, but there's a few around the world. Yeah. And, you know, and that was the thing. It reminded me of a party where you didn't know if people were going to turn up or not. Um, and suddenly, you know, we had guys filter through the door on a Saturday and we tried to make the event as opposed to, I would say it's about the feeling you get when you go into somewhere and being yeah. at Soho House meant you had Chesterfield sofas, you know, they had a, a whiskey bar there. Um, it was just that, let's say, ambiance of mm. it felt quite manly and I didn't want it to be an event where you go to an Ibis hotel and sit on chairs <laughs> with, you know, funky coloured pattern carpet. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's and that's the experience you want. It's just like you create when you go to a good shop, isn't it? You, there's, a, yeah. there's a smell, there's a feeling, there's a vibe there. Yeah. Do you think there's a crisis? Is that where you think there's a, a sort of crisis in masculinity that we we lack that identity that we're, we're not quite sure? There's a there's a strong feminizing and probably civilizing an important thing when we look at what's happening in other parts of the world that maybe have less of that feminine influence that you know very violent and, and dangerous places. But there is a a sense as a man that, that perhaps there's not a blueprint that, that for us to follow. Is that is that one yeah. of the key motives of the whole man academy? Yeah, I think. I mean, one of our sayings is the world needs strong men, and mm -hmm. if people are confused by that, you're like, well, you know, do you think that if we have weak men, that is going to help us? You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you're talking about in government or in schooling or in the workplace. Um, and what we try and do is cultivate uh, an environment to build inner strength 
for a man. I know, you know, that is, could mean something different to one guy compared to the other. Mm. But I can only look at where I was. You know, when I worked in the city, I you know, worked in all different broking trading places where you had a lot of strong, uh, strong characters. And that environment where it, it taught me as well that sometimes you would meet people. Um, I'm trying to think of a great example I saw the other day, but um, I, I got talking about the levels of testosterone in men. And if you actually look at that, you know, go back 30 years I and mean, the levels of testosterone in men has dropped hugely. Mm. I think it's something like 30, 40 percent. Yeah. Um, which you and I know is because of the environment around us, what mm. you're eating, drinking, plastics, all the different stuff that's but affecting estrogens, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And, you know, once we included that in our, um, in our online course, we've just released, but I think a lot of guys are confused about how they should be acting, mm. you know? Um, so for us, is that because about... of testosterone or is that because of the society around it or are they the two interlinked? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, definitely interlinked, I think. Um, and you know, it depends what your role models are, mm. but for us, yeah, we just say, you know, whatever your version of a strong man is, I think if you're mentally strong, then, you know, you can achieve whatever you want in life basically. Yeah. And that, it's interesting that, because you see it was it was spurred by the mental health crisis and i think we're all concerned pre-pandemic and post-pandemic about health physical health as well to clearly interlink what's interesting is the the narrative around it and i suppose what personal development teaches you is a is a level of responsibility and tools bizarrely because you're looking for help so you go out and seek help it's not like you've come up with this in your own room but then you get the tools to to build your own sort of mental house or physical house like how important is that? Because I, I'm always astounded by now, and there's a, there's a certain, and you've seen it through through the pandemic, a real reliance on other people to resolve our, our problems or mm. government to resolve our problems. How important is mental health pre preemptive health and approach to life? Yeah, I think that's important. It's it's about um, you know finding. It's a bit like if someone goes to the doctor and you don't mm. just want to get some cream to cover up the issue. You want to go to the source of it and find out what's going on. Mm. I remember listening to someone that said it'd be like standing at a river and seeing people floating along, drowning, and you keep just picking them out and yeah. actually say, "Just go upstream and find who's throwing them in in the first place." You know, go to the source, um, and that's one of the things we all say for the whole man academy. A man is made up of many segments. You know, so you know you could look at mental health, but obviously. It's his physical health. It, maybe it's his family, his relationships, his financial um, level in life, his career. All these different things make up the segment of a man. Um, and that's why, you know, when, when people talk about mental health, mental health has become a, you know, a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, popular to talk about and fashionable. Yeah. But the angle we try and take at the whole man academy is um, if you just label it as mental health all the time, a lot of guys will switch off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my example of that is when I worked in the city, if you worked on a broking floor with like 300 other guys or you went into and I've spoke to, you know, special forces, guys, footballers, yourself on the podcast, coaches, all these different stuff. And they pretty much all of them agree. If you go into that big room of guys and say, hey, guys, who wants to come to a mental health event for men this weekend? <laughs> you're not you're yeah. going to probably get a shoe thrown at you. Whereas yeah. if you said come to an event, we're going to build inner strength. They're like, mm. That's resilience that's, yeah that's it yeah. resilience confidence you know that kind of mm. stuff suddenly they're like oh yeah i'm interested in that mm. yeah, that's it. it's really interesting actually it's, it's, it's one thing that you do give people is a, a location where presumably by definition i know you maybe have had some women show up for, for help with their men and i suppose you have to, you will be receptive to that but as i was speaking to a friend i won't name him but he was talking and his wife's a very staunch feminist and he was saying to her well, what what is the room 
for men now because it's interesting you go past gyms with signs that say you know women only no mirrors no men or something yeah. like that in terms of and, 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 and there's obviously a, a societal backlash which i understand in large part because there's been a patriarchy but you can't have a, a club that's doesn't let women in now there's a very much a stigma attached to that and he was saying well where do men go because yeah actually you need but, to go and be crude and, and primal and, and not actually have emotional complexity sometimes you need to just make yeah. fun of each other and, and be a be male and not and not feel sensitive sometimes this is you've just hit on a good one there why um why it's confusing for for men because so you can have a women's business network and men aren't allowed but yeah. if you had a men's network and women aren't allowed, people take offense to that. Yes. Um, and even one of my friends, you know, I mean, you could go down that whole route of one of my friends said, who works in the city, who's an Asian guy. And he said, you know, there's Asian men's business networks or there's Asian, uh, you know, networks. But if you said, uh, you know, only white men can go to something or, you know, once you start labeling people and, and, and doing that, I, I think it's a slippery slope. Mm. Um, but we unashamedly say, you know, the whole man Academy isn't even for all men because some men aren't ready to, you know, they're, they're quite happy with where they are in life. And we're looking for guys that want to, for want of a better word, live an epic life. So mm. um, also you can't appeal to everybody. You know, your, your life isn't about how many friends or how many people you can keep happy. So yeah. for us, primarily we're guys in their thirties and forties who are a bit bored of life and want a bit more excitement. Um, and therefore then you know who you're targeting what language you use what environment you're creating what are their pain points and hopefully solve their their issues it's interesting i know because your your founding co-partner was a, a gay man and actually had a lot of gay men at your first events what's the difference there with what they were telling you versus the heterosexual men in terms of their place in society did you feel the heterosexuals had more confusion bizarrely now than the, the gay guys about what they should be yeah. doing it was an interesting mix, actually. Um, and I think what we noticed most was that unsurprisingly, um, you know, men are pretty similar um, mm. and the same problems, you know, whether you had a partner who was male or female, um, you know, or you had guys who were coming in who had issues with business, issues with their body image. Uh, they were just a bit bored with life and wanted more adventure. Um, primarily, it was everybody kind of you looked around and were like, hey, everybody's going through roughly the same issues. Um, yeah. And one of the big things there was career. Um, you know, a lot of people are doing a job that isn't really what they want to do, but it mm. pays the bills and it, you know, they manage to keep up the life that I know society tells you you should be leading. Mm. Um, and that's one of the big things we've seen over the, well, what is it, you know, three, soon to be four years, is that the guys getting in the trap of, and I saw it in the city, you know, professional men who are earning enough money or good money to live that life of having the car, the watch, the nice holidays, all the different things and sending kids to private school, which are all good. Mm. But some of them were doing a job they didn't like to be able to keep that plate yeah. spinning. And they, and they could see the, the, they could see the finish line of death, which we're all hurling yeah. towards and thinking, yeah. I haven't enjoyed every moment or I've not enjoyed that many moments. And that's where you get into the levels of fulfillment because, you know, a great example, there was a guy I didn't work he wasn't my colleague but he worked at the same company and he had a very big house in south london he had two lovely cars he had you know kids and a lovely wife and he had, he had a great physique you know he kind of ticked all the boxes <laughs> but he didn't like his job but for his wife for him to say let's say he was earning you know a six-figure salary easily a six-figure salary to say i don't want to do this anymore i want to go and do a job which is going to pay me half of that or even less yeah for her the thought of saying, well, she might have to actually go to work instead of just going to yoga 
and having a, a matcha latte down the you know down the high street yeah. and then you know in her Range Rover he was stuck in that job because he had to earn enough money to make sure that they had the expensive cars and ticked all those boxes and he wasn't fulfilled and that's yeah. the kind of guy that one day they, you know we see it where they have a coping mechanism and that mechanism ends up being drink drugs porn uh, going out and having an affair uh, being violent, any of the coping mechanisms yeah. that you have, or ultimately killing yourself. Being 15 again, basically. Yeah. It just <laughs> sounds like it. Not killing yeah. yourself, well, obviously, but yeah. So, so that was a great example of someone who on the on the exterior is is killing it, <laughs> pardon mm. the pun, and on in, inside, they're actually not happy at all. But that's, that's a tension as well, isn't it? Because there's shifting sands, and, and part of the reason the whole Man Academy is important is because it's contemporary men with contemporary issues, and it things have changed pretty rapidly socially, even since the 90s, since my dad was in a, a prime earner and then speaking to people, actually. I'm going through this life story thing where I'm interviewing people from our family and my wife's family, and how, how much clarity they had in their roles was, yes, you work 50, 60 hours, but you know that that's your role, and you'll take the kids out the weekend and have fun, but there's no, you know, my mum my famously says my dad never changed a nappy. He actually does all the cooking at home now, which is interesting. Yeah. He loves cooking since he's sort of semi-retired. Um, but it's it's a different different world, and I wonder if that that nuance is sometimes overpowering, isn't it, now that what's expected in terms of yeah. childcare, how important is the whole man academy to, to dads? Yeah, I mean, this is one of the big things. Um, we we started touching on being a, you know, I've got two two. Uh, boys who are basically two and four so I'm um, you know a fairly new dad to it and yeah. and really it's been tough because mm. um on one of the we do a monthly zoom call for the whole man academy which is free for, for guys to join and we've got guys from all over the world guys from Canada we've got police officers from Canada um we've got had guys from uh, the states you know guys from all different backgrounds but when we spoke about fatherhood one of the chaps who lived in London said um and I agreed with him that he felt under pressure when your child was born to say it was the happiest day of your life. Um, and actually I said, it was one of the most kind of stressful for me, just because you're worried about your partner. We had family yeah. coming, you know, it was a home birth. So you're not near a hospital actually is great, but you're still trying to juggle all these things. Mm. Um, but his point was about when, when he came, became his father, he realized how selfish, beautifully selfish you could be before that because yeah. you could do whatever you wanted. Um, yeah. And then suddenly you've got this little, little being little person that you know is dependent on you 24 7 mm. and you know you know yourself it's it's a it's a real change mm. yeah v virtuous things become semi-selfish don't they so to go to the gym for two hours a day was seen as a virtue before yeah. afterwards it becomes self-indulgent and that's yeah. a huge change i mean that's one thing through life is that you i think you had a brilliant podcast with david gandhi on the whole man academy i recommend people check that out um because he's sort of a, a male sort of role model in this sort of world maybe mm. void of them in the sense that he's an international superstar model and businessman but he was talking about clarity and i believe you were with the clients that you've worked with about the importance of knowing what you want but the other part of that is that it changes throughout life doesn't it and that's actually yeah. murkier when you become a dad because you're like well i want to spend time with a daughter or son but I also need to provide. And I know that university is coming up in 15 years or whatever it is. So yeah. suddenly you've got those tensions. And that's that's because when you're 20, 25, you're like, oh, I've got to succeed in this job and I've got to go that's to it. the gym. And that's it, it was a really simple world. And I can get a rotisserie chicken and some broccoli. I don't have to worry yeah. about <laughs> cooking or cleaning. And maybe we can pull on a cleaner who comes in once a week. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I'm not interested in <laughs> vacuuming or yeah, yeah. suddenly it's like, up. 
Yeah, suddenly yeah. you become a dad and your husband to a woman, you like all these things that they think about that you've never thought about because you've been tunnel visioned. It's, that's yeah. finding the clarity in that is, is complex. You, you, you've hit the nail there because that's what, you know, talking to guys in their 30s and 40s and upwards, you know, a lot of them are now young dads or um, are thinking of starting a family. And it is so funny how you are so used to just doing whatever you want. And that was me on a mm. Saturday. I was usually hung over after being out with clients a week you know, up in, yeah. in London. Um, I would get up, you know, seven-ish, you'd go to the gym and you'd come home and watch Sky Sports and <laughs> you'd, you know, maybe do a bit of cleaning or you do some ironing or do whatever it was you needed to. And then you'd go out that night and that was it. And then Sunday yeah. you'd be hung over, go to play football and and have a Sunday roast and the, the whole thing would start again. Yeah. And now it's, uh, you know, for the guys with the whole man academy, so many of them are like, wow, you know, you've got taking kids to football, taking kids to classes, taking kids to swimming, doing mm. this stuff, giving the mum a break as well. Um, yeah. What, one of the comedy ones here is our um, my brother-in-law or on my partner's side. They just had a baby. It's only a, it's a week old today. Whoa, and, um, congratulations! And, and for the for the for the brother-in-law, I remember a conversation a few months ago where he loves golf and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I still play my golf on a Saturday." And I was like, "You might want to check that with the partner <laughs> because she's going to have been at home all week with this new baby. You know, not really yeah. seeing anybody." And you're going to get home late from work. And I'm pretty sure on a Saturday, she's either going to want to have support from you or just give you the baby and say, do you mind if I have some time? Yeah. And it was like, yeah, good point. <laughs> and then you do, you do need some. Yeah, golf's a, golf's a problem. I've never got into golf. It's a problematic one. Certainly to think of taking up now just because of the time constraints. Much yes. easier to play tennis for an hour. or Yeah, or tennis five, you can do a 40 minute stint. But golf yeah. is, uh, you know, three, four hours, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And But I think there is something to be said. It's that... Um, it's interesting because I did the, the Cheltenham Wellbeing Festival, which was organised by two women, and primarily it was centred on a lot of female issues, but I hosted a couple of men's events. James Golden, a.k.a. the fitness pro, is uh, our mutual friend. He was there as a speaker yeah. on, the, on the physical fitness side, and um, there, was a, there was a slogan that they used to publicise that event, which was, self-care is not selfish. And I really thought about that. It was quite interesting because it's not a binary topic. It's a spectrum, mm. isn't it? And actually, self-care was almost... You know, it can run on forever when you're when you're single or when you're you know yeah. young adults without kids. But actually, self care can become quite selfish if you literally spend yeah. you know two hours in the morning working out, you know three hours getting your, yourself spruced up before a night out, and all it just doesn't yeah. happen. So there is a you need to do enough to feel yourself and to feel healthy, but you can't be the way. I you think used as to a be. as a as a parent, also you never get used to, or for the first few years of. You know, when you're single or you haven't got kids, you put on some smart clothes or, you know, a new T-shirt or something and you go out for the day. But yeah. as soon as you have kids, you know, the amount of times you've got hummus on your shirt or they've <laughs> dribbled on you or when you pick them up and they're little, their shoes always rub on your right side. Yeah, yeah. And after a while, you realise you're just like, fuck it, I just... Like, you wear just, black. You wear a black T-shirt. That's a good Yeah, thing. you end up just going back to basics, basically, which is like, a bit like what I've got on today. Yeah. But do you know what? You, you said about David Gandhi as well. I mean, you know, he became our global ambassador a year and a half ago and that really propelled us forward because it gave us um a bit more recognition and people took a bit more notice and he'd mentioned the whole man academy in things like the rob report which is a big luxury magazine um mm. and we'd been in in other publications but what the podcast when i interviewed him which has had like twenty thousand views now was was awesome. great that a lot of people mentioned that you realize he is just a, a guy who loves cars uh, he's interested in business, entrepreneurship, has got a little daughter um, and, you know, he's actually a, a normal guy. And often mm. people forget when you see someone that's got a million followers on Instagram and has been on 
I think he's been on more front covers than any man in the world. I, yeah. I, I don't know that for definite, but I'll, I'll put and a bit of money on it. What was cool about that was actually to, on that note of his ubiquitousness and how he's a sort of um, a contradiction in the sense of a world where female supermodels dominate. He's the only male model we can sort of name. Yeah. He was, I think I've seen interviews with him talking about the Zoolander stigma and maybe that's part of it. But he, we assume as blokes, oh, he's, he's obviously supernaturally good looking and athletic but actually what he said to you was no there's lots of good looking dudes out there we don't see them every day because they're sort of you know above above the ordinary but he had a specific plan to become what he became because he could have just done catalog modeling or or whatever so it's not just that he was he wasn't so good looking that someone said oh we're going to put you on the cover of every magazine he had a he had a specific plan didn't he and that that plan is important isn't it and in the context of careers is that plan ever shifting, do you think? Because you talked about Whole Man Academy. And I just yeah, think um, with the nuance of life, it feels like to me that I had clarity in my 20s and early 30s, but as soon as you throw family into the mix, it's like, what are my objectives now for work? Because yeah, suddenly- What are your priorities? It shifts, doesn't it? Because actually weekend uh, time is important and et cetera, et cetera. It's the phases of life. And um, I'm trying to think which it was about a year ago. I can't remember who we spoke about on a, I was on a podcast. They spoke about the phases of life. And I said- like we've covered in our 20s, you know, if you haven't got kids, for example, then you are maybe gym or nights out. And, you know, for me, it was doing curls for the girls. And yeah. that was the most that was the most important thing what, for me. Work 18 hours or whatever it is, if you need yeah. to. Yeah. And, and no one, you know, if I came home at five in the morning and had a shower, went back to work. No one's you've got no one to answer to. In my mid to late 30s, you started to think, I'm not sure if this is what I want. And now, you know, now I'm 43 um, you get to that stage where my priorities have changed completely. So, yeah, I think phases I mean, men go through phases. And I know guys in their 50s who have emailed me, um, had a really interesting one. When we launched our online course, which is what, two two weeks ago, um, we had a guy who's in his 50s and said, would the course be you know useful for me? Um, because yeah. he said, I know you talk about guys in their 30s and 40s, but I'm in my 50s. I'm lacking a bit of confidence. Uh, you know, I guess you've got grown up kids. And suddenly you've got you're back to being you again, as opposed to just dad all the time. Yeah. And I was like, look, you know, I said, you know, the course covers uh, nutrition, you know, what you're fueling yourself with mindset, morning routine, fitness, uh, testosterone as well. Um, and I was like, it applies to a 50 year old man as much as a 30 or 40. But a lot of people would be surprised that a 50 year old plus man would be emailing in saying, you know, I'm feeling like life's not quite what I want it to be. Mm. And is it? One thing that you cover with David Gandhi that I find fascinating is is adversity. How important is adversity to development? Because there is a sense in society at the moment that we, we should be very comfortable, both talk about exercise and lack of it, sedentary lifestyle, and yeah. just how any adversity is, is detrimental. Again, going back to the mental health debate, it's almost like, well, let's not put ourselves in situations. But David Gandhi was talking about hate messages that he gets online and how he sort of chuckles at the people talking about his physical appearance. He clearly in a world where your physical appearance is paramount. It's interesting that he's developed that resilience, but you wonder if he, he's needed to be abused this many times to get there. And I know clearly there's a, a fine line and he's a grown, grown yeah. man, as he said, but how important is it to not shy away from adversity and, and deal with some of those things? And that's part of friendship in male circles is you get battered, don't you? Your ego yes. gets battered. Yeah, do you know what, actually, and you reminded me, I remember, I mean, quite a few years, years ago, we did an event, was in 2019, with David Gandhi spoke at our, uh, probably our biggest actual event. We had 65 guys in the room and mm-hmm. Geese and Hawks allowed us to use their number one Savile Row HQ for an evening, which was really cool. But I'm pretty sure it was during there where he said, you know, he's still on WhatsApp groups with his mates from 
Billericay, where he you know <laughs> grew up, and of course they're always completely slaughtering him. Yeah, and it keeps your feet on the ground. But that's where we have to be careful these days, where people feel like they shouldn't have any adversity in their life. Well, actually, generally you grow when you've got challenges. You know, mm. if look at a football team, if you just win five nil every week. It's easy, but, you know, the odd defeat now and again, I think even, I mean, look at Premier League football, mm. you know, an odd defeat now and again can shake you back to uh, reality and say, you know, you've, you've got to put the work in and you've got to stay focused and motivated and work hard and keep developing as opposed to just be like, oh, nothing should go wrong in life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. You talk about cold showers as well, don't you? That's the sort of sign of adversity in the morning. It's just to yeah. put yourself through a little bit of struggle. How important has cold showers been to, to the whole yeah. academy? That's been that's been cool because I mean there's you know the guy Wim Hof who's the expert and, and and talks all about it. But what we try and do is give guys you know easy, simple, memorable things to implement to make kind of long term changes. Um, and you know it's a bit like you could say if you have one cigarette today you're not going to die, but if you have a cigarette every day it's going to have an accumulative effect. And it's the same with cold showers, what you're fueling yourself with, how you're sleeping. All those mm. little things are that kind of those compound decisions. But cold showers has been an interesting one because we had on one of the weeks we did a, an e-letter where we did a challenge and said, look, just just have a go. Um, you know, and you don't have to walk into a cold shower, have your normal shower, put it on cold for 10, 20, 30 seconds, a minute or however and see. And a couple of guys were like, wow, that really transformed my morning because I felt so awake. And other guys were like, beep, beep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. just, just can't do it. It but, makes you present yeah. though, doesn't it? Your mind stops wandering, yeah. you stop thinking about other things because you, you're literally in a sort of survival mindset, even though you're That's not, you're in your bathroom. It's an early win. I always say that. And, and I admit myself, I've been having cold showers nearly every morning for, I know, I can't remember now, a year and a half, two years or something. But I try and have excuses every morning for why I shouldn't have one. Yeah, you know, start, uh, I'm running late. I start hot it, when so cold. So it's it's you know we all do it basically. It's worse in the winter as well. It's a lot colder in the winter. Yes, yeah, and that, that that's a good point. It depends where you are in the world because you know our coldest water level in this country is going to be a different temperature to it is in in other countries. So mm. um, I know with um, Drew Broughton, who's the ex footballer. Um, who he came to one of our events. Um, actually, he came to the David Gandhi event, fun enough. Oh, okay. with, um, he came along with Simon Mundy, who was the guy that does the Don't yeah. Tell Me the Score podcast. I used to work with Simon Mundy, Mundy at oh, Absolute right. Radio, Virgin Radio. He was on the drive time sport. I was on the uh, morning sport. Small world. Yeah. Well, he, he, um, I know he spoke, at, um, I interviewed him for one of our events at South Place Hotel. Um, but I remember those guys coming along and that's how I started following Drew Broughton. And I know he has some kind of like big iced tub in his garden. And that, <laughs> as I think, is the next level. It's, you know, cold shower is quite, is quite tame compared to yeah. if you can have a proper full immersion, then you're, you know, then you're on the right track. Also, though, if you do have toddlers like you do, you can't, you know, your wife probably go, what are you sitting in the tub for for 20 minutes? Whereas a cold shower, everyone's allowed a shower. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's facilitating it to your life, isn't it? Because some of these it's things are now. People... Do you know yeah. what? The last time I did uh, the full cold water immersion, I was at um, Champneys, the uh, the health spa in, was it in? I can't remember exactly where it is. But um, I remember then getting out of there and then Frank Bruno got in the sauna with me, which oh, is nice. an interesting story. Yeah, so he, he got in and when we talk about mental health, uh, when I saw him get in the sauna, I mean, it, also he's like, what, six foot three. Yeah. But considering, you know, his age, he's still in great shape. And, mm -hmm. you know, we spoke very briefly, but about, you know, how good saunas are for you and how good cold water is and these things, you know, it gives you the longevity. It's not just an early win. It's, as you know yourself, it's, it's years down the line that it will help you. Extremes. Yeah, extremes are in, important, aren't yeah. they? It's just, 
yeah it, it's figuring things like that isn't it it's just sort of the delicacies of, of life and is it to write things down to figure out what you want what you can achieve what's realistic and on routines is important isn't it because i do variable shift work and actually what are yes. you a lot of the help in the I guess male dominated place is all about sort of obsessive physical routine. It's like, right, wake up at 5 a.m. every morning, do 30 minutes and do this. And I'm like, well, I've gone to bed at two. I can't do that. It's like, because because we yeah. you mentioned sleep there, how important that is. You have to, you have to not follow that kind of total machismo of of regulations, do you? Because you end up ruining yourself. It's, I suppose yeah. routines have to be realistic to your life. I think it's it's flexible. Um, and you know, we when I wrote the online course, it was it was all about realizing that, you know, there's no cookie cutter approach because we were trying to give any guy that, you know, goes through the six week course, which is basically six 20 minute videos. So it's easily consumable, but remembering that we don't want to give a guy any reason to have an excuse to say, Oh yeah, but I can't do that because I work shifts or I've got mm -hmm. kids or whatever. Um, and, and that was the thing we were very much about. You start your day the right way. So it doesn't matter what time you are or aren't getting up. So there's no, You've got to be in the 5 a.m. club, um, which, you know, it work is, is brilliant. But for some people, it just doesn't. It's not. Well, you, have do. to to bed at, you have to go to bed at nine if you're going to get up at five. Don't you really? Yeah, and health, and yeah. that's the thing. If you say if you're working late or something and then saying you've got to get up at five, then actually you've missed out on some God quality sleep. But we um the talks I do for companies now, I spoke at Spotify and Credit Suisse and you know all these different kind of companies is about a morning routine mm. and it's all about calling it like the one day reset. So even if you get it wrong yesterday and you forget all about it, you don't just write it off and say, well, I'm not bothering you say, right, today's a fresh block of 24 hours. How can I start the day the right way? And that is by our thing of move, breathe, think and drink, which we go into. But like you said, if you're on shift work, people can't tell you to get up at X time because you're like, I'm absolutely shattered. Yeah. And with the life transition, you mentioned that's a common theme in terms of maybe getting something that's been materially fruitful, but you, you, you enter, you realize that life has changed and you've changed. You want to do something else. How mm. important is clarity and focus? Because we have, we have a lot of choices now, don't we? In terms of businesses or ventures we can yeah. go into. And I find myself, I dabble in lots of different things outside of my main job, but it, it, you sort of almost need to, to focus on one thing, do you? Or is that, is it a, a juggling act? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, we're, we're always going to have in life, you know, you've got to balance your, um, let's call it health, wealth, love and happiness. So imagine those as legs of a table. If you take one of those away, then, you know, everything's going to fall down. But I think, although it's a juggling act, if if you're kind of trundling along your life and everything's all good, then quite frankly, do you need to spend a long time focusing on what you really want? Because maybe you're like, well, I've kind of got it. Mm. But if there is something that's missing in your life and you're lacking a bit of excitement or you want to, we call it go on your own hero's journey, then that is the time to... Uh, focus on what you want and it's funny when people say oh, I'm going to travel abroad to find myself and you're like <laughs> I see that as procrastination you know <laughs> yeah. what do you, what you need 10, 10 minutes in a room and write it down it. Yeah. yeah have a look in the mirror you, you, you're there all the time um, hmm. so I do think with guys a lot of them never look at school do you get asked you know what do you want to be in life I, I don't think we're taught to kind of delve too deeply into our own mindset to look at hmm. what will make us fulfilled basically and how important to, to, to we've got to go so now you've got a hard out but how important to determine what's situational and what's personality based as well because some of us have that restless personality where we can, yeah we can get bored of a situation and want to do something else but actually think that maybe the problem's me not what i'm doing and i don't have yeah. to chase a new career i could actually just 
I don't know, try and calm down, meditate, whatever. Yeah, there's there's that shiny object syndrome, which is it's a bit like with online courses. A lot of people and I did it myself. I'd spent six grand on a course a few years ago. Didn't hardly do any of the course at all mm. because I then saw something else that I thought was good. But I'll give you a good example of that. Um, I'm in a mastermind group with uh, six or seven like professional guys who all got really good online businesses, which I yeah. think is one of the high levels of, of of achievement because they did all the hard work to start with. And when they've got the right processes, they don't have to work very much and they can do stuff they enjoy. Mm. But one of the guys that sat in the in the mastermind with us, you could tell there was something quite not quite right with him. He was like, yeah. You know, we, we've turned over, I think it was half a million in, in online sales in two years or something like that. Wow. So, you know, we're doing doing really well, yeah. but not quite feeling things about maybe I should launch a new product or, you know, scale it bigger. Mm. And we could all see that his physiology wasn't quite right. And we were like, <laughs> what what are you doing outside of uh, of your online business? And he was like, oh, well, I've actually started doing trail running and blah, 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 blah. And you were like, <laughs> wow, you could see the energy come yeah. out and his eyes lit up. And we all sat there and let him finish and then said, listen, it's not going to make you hard to launch a new product, like an extra 10 grand in the bank. Big deal. Yeah. You know, if you don't need the money, now don't worry, if you've got no money, 10 grand's big. But mm. if he's already churning good money, mm -hmm. so what? It's, it's some more. We were like, do more of what you love outside yeah. of this. And of course, then he's like, right, I've signed up to a, you know, a hundred mile race and a this and a that. And he's focused on that. And you're like, there you go. Sometimes you need people around you to step back from where you are and just kind of reflect back what you've just said and make you go oh yeah because he could have hired a team gone bigger scaled this tried things out etc etc and actually all he needed to do was do more of the fun stuff we touched on the philosophical and the sort of spiritual i suppose and what often is attention has been in my marriage until i got illuminated and, and spoke to other men was what what when women ask give you problems they don't want solutions men often do though so beyond the sort of general philosophy have you got any hard and fast tips that work on a daily basis for you for, for men out there yeah i think is one is a simple one which is have a morning routine um mm. you know have something that's that's what i do the talks for companies about now and especially because and we haven't even touched this but the working from home uh you know i'm trying to think what the stats were but at some point last year it was something like you know 60 percent of people were working from home or that 60 percent would carry on working from home yeah. now there are benefits to that and there are <laughs> Um, some drawbacks but I think one of the big things is you get out of your routine because for a lot of let's say professional men your routine was get up at x time you probably have to catch a train or be in work at this time maybe you went to the gym beforehand you had some time away from home to kind of get in the right headspace especially if you're getting a train and stuff whereas now you get out of bed and a lot of guys can go in it's their pajamas yeah and there's no break in between plus you miss on the social side you know don't move yeah either yeah. So it's 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 a real um, I struggle when people say, oh, working from home is great. And you're like, yeah, it depends, because if you're a guy in your 20s or 30s, I still think you should be going out and interacting and not mm. sitting in a box room. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that's one of the things is have some kind of a morning routine to yeah. just help whatever you're trying to do in life, help you get started. The other one, and it's this is in the course which we cover, but I'll drop this in, is doing a brain dump. So okay. you write down everything you need to do, you know, literally emotionally vomit all this stuff out on a bit of paper and then arrange it into lists. So it gets out of your head. And there's a great saying, your head is for having ideas, not for holding them. Yeah. So rather than writing a simple list of like buy some cornflakes or whatever it is, yeah. actually, you write everything that's short term, long term in your mind. That's it. 
yeah especially now because especially doing things like podcasts you're always thinking oh i'll text that guy to and it's revolving around your head isn't it constantly yes. that, that sort of stuff yeah, there's always something else to do and i always joke and say if you know for us at home you have to remember to take time to quieten your mind as well because we can be busy all the time or looking at social media or consuming you know the the, the media that around and just wants to show you fear all mm. the time and it is detrimental to your health so switching off phone switching off the news you know going out in nature crazy thinking but you know leaving your phone at home is one of those big things so yeah, i'd say morning routine is important do a brain dump and try your best to switch off from technology and go out into nature yeah the mobile phone such a double-edged sword isn't it such a sort of facilitator but also just a constant burden and sort of yeah. ham- hamstring for for creativity and, and thinking as well because it's just it, oh it's a rabbit hole that we all know you can you know that's why the screen time thing that i get the report on is good because sometimes you look and it now I use it for watching stuff as well as working. So you're not just sitting there scrolling, but you know, it's probably on average about three hours a day I spend on my phone. Yeah. And you're like, when you think over the course of a year, you're like, whoa, that's <laughs> even if I'm working or not, that's not good. I find it hard to think after I've looked at my phone as well. Well, actually, great to great to have you on the podcast. Really appreciate it. For men out there who are interested to to find out more. Do you do individual coaching still as Anthony Asprey or is it all done through the whole Mad Academy as a general? Yeah, so it's a good question because what, what we actually wrote about um, in our latest e-letter was the fact that, you know, three years ago we had nothing um, and then we um, started doing our events in London, um, which of course then had to be put on hold due to, you know, the, the lockdowns, which we're hoping to kind of restart. But we then started the podcast and we always say it's like a funnel of the podcast is obviously free to listen to. But also we have a weekly e-letter that goes out to hundreds of men around the world now, which you basically just go to the website, sign up. You get an excellent brainstorming process to help you consider what you want in life as well. Um, And then kind of our next step up is then you've got the online course, which is basically $97. Then your next step up is coaching with me if you want. Uh, And the ultimate one is we invite guys to come to my house in the Cotswolds for three days to take a deep dive into morning routine, what they want in life, focus fulfillment. And then we kind of release them back into the wild, fully focused on what they want. Looking after a two-year-old and four-year-old, they have to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically a break for me from the kids. That's my <laughs> excuse. But, um, so it's about having, giving guys options because some guys have got different budgets as well. Yes. Um, but, you know, we know that, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's desire for all of those things. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit like a guy might start with the podcast, then start reading the e-letter, then he you know, buys the course and works on that. Then he might be like, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to take it a step further and go to coaching. And then mm. the ultimate one is, is come and actually do a deep dive for three days. And um, so it's always good to have options in life. Cops World's Tony Robbins. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get those hot coals fired up in the, in the back. Yeah, there's, in, no, we need to get some insurance for that. But Yes, yeah, that's true. That's true. No, I love it. It's, it's, it's nice to have a pragmatic um, uh, advice. And I think it is a really pr- a timely one as well with the shifting roles of, of men in society and challenges. Yeah. And, but yeah, I think for me as well, just spending time with, as you said there, in real life in with men, when the whole Man Academy events are back in full swing is fantastic. For, on the podcast, YouTube, but is it also going to be on iTunes, audio only and things like that? Yeah, so um, so the website is wholemanacademy.com and that's got all the links, but our, our um, podcast is on Spotify, on iTunes, on uh, Anchor, Stitcher, Christ, there's so many, but yeah. but we also do them all as a YouTube channel so that a lot, you know, people like to consume in different ways. I like mm. to watch things, other people listen. Um, so at least there's different options for uh, for guys and, you know, feel free to subscribe or reach out to me and ask any more questions. 
Yeah, I'm subscribed to your audio. I'm actually a big, uh, big audio person because I drive a lot and I like when I'm cooking as well. It's like a passive, a passive That's medium it. rather than having yeah. to watch. It's sort of, uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's, uh, it's, it's good to have uh, both options for sure. Anthony, yeah. thank you for coming on the podcast. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Really enjoyed riffing on those topics with Anthony Asprey. I know women listening probably like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Get on with it. We've multitasked and done jobs and raised kids for years you don't worry about the, the lack of clarity just crack on but women are fantastic at that aren't they that sort of ability to switch between different genres of life i think men were sort of obsessive by nature and focusing on more than one thing is complicated as the cliche would suggest or at least i find that cliche is true in my personal self so get in touch with uh, anthony asprey as well even and check out the whole man academy podcast i know the second series is coming on the third series it might be um but good to catch up with Anthony and he's on social media as well. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you to the sponsors as ever. Big support I've had over the last year or so from Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Check out Jason Briggs and his team at Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham website. Get the contact details there or go to Cheltenham bang and olufsen the bno underscore cheltenham is the social media tag and get all the uh, information particularly instagram is actually good for videos about the latest bang and olufsen equipment they're stocking in the store in montpellier here in cheltenham or could source you from wherever i suppose and through serene av can get you whatever home entertainment system bespoke equipment you're looking for suits your vision and your budget and Side to plan as well, food-based supplements if you are looking to optimize your immunity in the face of a, a kind of awakening, I suppose, over the past 18 months to put a positive spin on the health concerns of COVID and the pandemic. And in terms of maybe filling that slight gap that, that's left after good sleep, good whole foods, good nutritious antioxidant food, whatever it may be, and sleep as well and exercise, movement in particular, I think maybe supplements certainly a part of my life. I take the immune complete range from Cytoplan. And if you go to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, you can get 30%, I believe, off your initial purchase, 10% thereafter with the code DRAPER10R. So my last name, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, numbers one, zero, and the capital letter Oh, and if you are interested, if uh, I piqued your interest about the idea for Attic Box Audio, where we talk to your love members, loved members of your family or friends about their life to recollect their story loosely from childhood up to the present day, I sit down for a conversation with them. If you're interested by that concept, you get a wonderful audio recording, high quality, but also a book that's a transcript of that in a sort of format it's easy to read with photos in a, in a kind of um, section there. We've got information on the website. So you get a USB with the audio, but we'll also, of course, email it to you in a lovely box. You get this um, delivery. So the whole package and hopefully just treasured memories that are there and that voice to transcend the generations of your grandmother, grandfather, mother, father, whoever it might be, their story in tape that you can show to your children, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, just to kind of bring that person I suppose, with you through life in the form of the audio when you're cooking, driving. That's my idea anyway, and why I would love to have been able to hear my granddad's voice now, particularly and my other grandfather and my two grandmothers as well, and other people I've lost along the, the road in life as we, we do go further, don't we? We find that maybe we'd like to hear that person's voice again. So Attic Box Audio is that concept where I sit down with a, a person and go through their life story for posterity. You can find out more about it at Draper Media. 
draper.co.uk slash audio. Just go to drapermedia.co.uk. You can find it as well. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast, guys. If you like it, please tell a friend. Let me know as well. You can email hello at drapermedia.co.uk. You can write a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to. It's on Spotify and a raft of other platforms as well. Or just tell a friend. That'd be fantastic. Put it on social media, whatever's good. Thank you for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Goodbye for now.